Do you kill your client experience by having your clients fill out an intake form on paper when they get to your office for the first 20 minutes or so that they're there while they're waiting in your waiting room? What a, what a horrible way for someone to sit there and just kind of do nothing, right? Or, or let me ask you this. Do you send around in your office questionnaire, uh, a spreadsheet where everybody has to fill out a row or something like that? Um, that would be easier to track if it was done in some kind of form that they could fill out instead. You know, these are a couple of repetitive tasks that we ask our staff and our customers to do that just waste, horribly waste their time and yours. But the problem is, is that most people who have Microsoft 365 don't realize that Microsoft Forms, aka a great tool for creating and reusing forms, duh, kind of says it in the name, is part of their Microsoft 365 subscription. But knowledge is power. And so here's the deal. You'll know about it today. That's our goal here in No Law Firm Left Behind today. Um, but it, welcome to No Law Firm Left Behind. I'm Jim Gast, and uh, we are here every week to help your law firm be more competitive, help your attorneys and staff be more uh, productive, ultimately in an effort to help you get and keep more clients. Uh, the only thing I ask today, other than you sit and listen, ask great questions. If you want to ask great questions, we'd love that. Uh, just put it in the chat. Um, is that if you like this show, do me a favor and click the like button or ultimately give us the, the great sign of it and subscribe so you get it uh, every week. But share it to your colleagues uh, if on No Law From Left Behind. We're on, we're on lots of different platforms on YouTube, on LinkedIn, and, uh, and you can find our podcast. We'll set the link up today at some point. So quick question, Vinny and Dave. How are you guys doing today, by the way? Real good. Doing, yourself? Doing great. Thanks. Well, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this topic. Microsoft Forms is something that it's, uh, it's, it's like a hidden gem. You know what I mean? Uh, when you find it, it's one of those tools in Microsoft 365 that you're like, it's like that $100 bill you find in your, in your hoodie that was in that pocket in your belly, right? And, and you took that hoodie off in the wintertime and next spring, you just kind of got a little cold and you put that hoodie on. And you're like, hey, there's a $100 bill in here. I feel like I got something today, you know? And so that's how I feel about Microsoft Forms. So, um, and a whole bunch of other tools there. But let me ask you guys a quick question on this one. Do you think maybe that using Microsoft Forms, and, and by the way, how, okay, can improve our customer experience, right? That cust the customer touch points and, and what's your opinion on it and how? I Absolutely. You know, this is something that many of us are familiar with from interacting with our doctor's offices. Um. I find it um, very frustrating when I go in for a doctor visit and they make me fill out five pages worth of papers when I come in and sit down. Um, I would much rather get that stuff ahead of time, type it up so that they already have it. So when I go in for my appointment, I don't have to do that. Um, I think that something similar could be done for our clients in the legal space without question. I think it would make a much better initial contact if they had the opportunity to fill it out ahead of time at their convenience instead of on a clipboard, you know, on their knee in the middle of the office, possibly with a kid climbing on it. Trying to use that little coffee table that's all the way down that you have to bend over and break your back over on. Mm -hmm. You all know what I'm talking about. 
Vinny, what's your thought on it? I mean, do you, do you think maybe we can improve customer experiences using Microsoft Forms? Do you think maybe we can improve our productivity in our office using Microsoft Forms? I mean, I think sending a form ahead of time, you know, uh, before you even get into the office. Uh, you yeah. Know, we talked about it, you know, or having it on a tablet that they can type in there as, as, they're, uh, as they, when they get into the office and get that information directly into things. Even at that. Even well, at that. you know, there, there's, there's another thing. I don't, I don't want to get too far into the features of forms just yet. But one of the things that an electronic form gives you the ability to do is to have, you know, logic and branching questions too. So you can really streamline the process for your clients. You know, if they answer yes to a particular question, it's going to ask another set of questions. But if they say no, it's just going to skip all that. Yeah. The client's not going to have to read it and go, oh, N-A, 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 you know. So, I mean, you can make a much more intelligent intake process yeah. with the use of something like forms as well. Yep. Yeah, you bet. You bet. And, and and so, Vinny, you and me and Dave deal with uh, case management applications all the time, right? And one of the big selling points of all these case management, practice management applications is the ability to give your clients an intake form and before they get there or, or when they get there, right? And so th- I don't think we need – I don't think that maybe that uh, – Microsoft Forms is great for somebody who has that functionality um, for an intake form for a firm that has that functionality, right? Because they've already got that. And that goes right into their database, which we love. That's the best way. That's the panacea, right? But there are other purposes for Microsoft Forms in, in, in these law firms that go unaddressed because, again, no one knows about Microsoft Forms. You know what? Before we go any further, let's just kind of introduce Microsoft Forms. Who wants to do that real quick? What is it? Where is it? You know, so on and so forth. So when you are in Office 365, Microsoft 365. On the uh, web. On the web because it's not a desktop. You've got, you've, got, you've got your little waffle. And when you click on there, a lot of times you're not going to see forms right out of the gate. But if you go to show all applications, it's going to show you so much stuff that you probably didn't even realize you had. One of those things is forms. And when you click on that, it's going to take you to a whole new interface. I mean, it's going to have the similar look and feel of all the rest of Microsoft 365 platform. And that's where it'll start allowing you to, you know, create new forms, share forms, view forms that have been shared with you and so on. User results, see the results. Yeah. Actually, I think it's easier to just go forms.office.com and log in with your username and password, your email and password. That's fine too. It's right there. Takes you right there. Um, and is there an app for it? Is there a desktop app for it, Vinny? Um, I, I don't know about a desktop app. I know you can integrate it into like Teams and some other, other other office applications as well. Yeah, and that's what Microsoft's doing with most of their applications that are in Microsoft Teams. I'm sorry, Microsoft 365 is not actually putting it as a desktop app, but making it a browser app or a mobile app or an app that can be added in Teams. And, and uh, yeah, so... Give us a little high level of, of somebody of what you kinds of things you can do with Microsoft Forms. And then we'll get into some specifics. I love, I got a couple of great examples if you guys don't have any. Well, you know, one of the big ones that I have used in the past was just to gather 
opinions from mm-hmm. folks where you can have a handful of questions that go out to a large group of people. Each person answers it, and then you get to consolidate, you know, it consolidates those answers for you. So yeah. mm-hmm. almost like a polling uh, function. Very much so. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, expense reports. Man, if your law firm does not have a way for people to turn in their expenses, even though you would hope that would be in your time and billing application, maybe you want to keep it out of there. Maybe it's not something that's billable to the customer. Maybe it's just your mileage that you're not charging someone, right? And there are great mileage applications out there. I'm not I'm not knocking any of those. But maybe we need to track parking. Maybe we need to track mileage. Or maybe we track meals. And somebody turn that as an, as an expense report and you don't want an elaborate process. So you can build a form that could do that. And that form mm-hmm. could be submitted. Um, and back in though, what I like about forms is a couple of things. Well, let's get, before we get too far, let's talk about some internal things. Vinny, you said one thing that we, we struggle with, right? PTO. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about, you know, the idea of using forms for an, for a PTO request. I mean, it's simple because the, the form I can tell you, I created a couple of forms yesterday and it takes five minutes to create a form, right? Um, now you want to put that somewhere else. You want to plug that data somewhere. You know, you, you'll spend a little bit more time there. But if you're just collecting it so that emails it to somebody or whatever it is, that that form's really easy to do. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, so yeah, so you create a quick form, have it emailed to somebody automatically, um, and then uh, um, and go from there. But PTO is a great use for. You know, just submitting a request. Oh my gosh. The alternative is sending an email, right? And what happens to email? <laughs> yeah. It's buried, right? But if somebody well, doesn't... Not, in- not only does email get buried, but it doesn't have a control process in and of itself. Dave is dying so, to get into some of the automation. Go for it, Dave. We want well, to hear it. But, you know, when you use forms, it gets captured in a central mm-hmm. location. Okay. So even if you miss that email, if you've got someone who's responsible for tracking PTO requests, they don't, they'll get an email notifying that a form was submitted if you set that up, mm-hmm. but it will be there the next time they go in to check their, their the backend spreadsheet. Yep. Okay. Yep. So even if your email inbox is overflowing and you missed the email, you're not it's not going into the ether. It's still going to be there when you go in to check the results. So it's it does more than just email because it centralizes everything in one place, yeah. which is really nice. And then what Jim was referencing is that you can actually take this data and kick off other things from the data that's collected. So well, talk about that, Dave. Let's get let's dig it. Let's get you into know, it. So. Beneath another one of these hidden gems that requires a little bit more. This is not something the average user is really going to spend a lot of time doing, but there's a whole platform called uh, Power Automate beneath the surface of 365. And you can kick off automated workflows and you can actually take data from forms and pump it into a whole myriad of different applications, both from Microsoft and even some third parties. Um, it's not something that you're going to do in five minutes, yeah. 
but it's something where you can create some real nice automated workflows. So let's take, for example, let's say you've got a SharePoint calendar or something like that. We can take that PTO request and once it's approved, it populates a calendar. You know, so there's a lot of different things that you can do after the data has been collected through the form. Yeah. I like, uh, I like to give people real world solutions, right? Okay. Um, and, and this is the kind of stuff that, okay, that's great. I know it's there. What the heck would I use it for? Right. Yeah. I could do an expense report. Okay. Big deal. Yeah. I could do PTO and people can go fill that form out, but really let's put a real serious process around it. I'm going to use what you said, Dave, we're going to use your PTO form and I've got an idea. Okay. So think of it this way. You got, we, we have Microsoft teams and hopefully everyone's using Microsoft teams. And so let's suppose we've got a, a team for, you know, uh, a, a team for human resources, right. And a channel for PTO. Okay. And in there, of course, you got your policies for your PTO, right. Um, so on and so forth, but you've got a tab with a form on it that is created by Microsoft forms for PTO. And then somebody goes in and fills out that PTO. Well, before they ask for that, if you're in a law firm that kind of has restrictions on who can take vacation at the same time and so on and so forth, maybe you look on another tab at the results of others that have already filled out that form and requested time off. And so you have the results tabs of, uh, you know, the, the a Microsoft forms results tab in that team. So, oh yeah, you know, Christmas, nobody's got Christmas Eve off. So I'm going to go ahead and request Christmas Eve on this other tab for the form, right? So that right there is a great solution to a problem. Okay. Who's got what off? Okay. Then of course, using what Dave said, and by the way, this whole is your whole PTO idea of any, right? What Dave said was automation on this. So what happens is I look, nobody's got it. I put in on the form and I request it, all right? But it doesn't get approved right away. You can't assume that's approved. But using mm -hmm. the automation that Dave was talking about, Howard Automate sends an email to both that person's manager and, that, and, the, and the person in HR to approve that. They mark it approved. It puts it on the, on the calendar in SharePoint or other people's calendar. Now, I see ideas flowing. Go. Well, let me interrupt. I want to make sure that, you know, full disclosure, you're not going to go in and have a wizard no. that lets you put this process <laughs> in place. I don't want somebody to go out after watching this video and go, well, where's that approval process automatic calendaring <laughs> that that these guys were talking about? I, I, I don't want That's to, not there. You have to make I it. I don't want to paint an illusion. Um, you know, Forms is great for data collection. This is the idea that you can do stuff with it with after that. the fact, but it's not something you're going to go in and click, click, click. Hey, I've got this whole process. I just, I'll, yeah. You know, yeah. I want to set mean, a proper expectation on this one. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. I'm just saying that, you know, if we're looking for the ways to make things easier in life, okay, here's another real world example that I, that I thought of. You can put a Microsoft form that you create in, in your Microsoft 365 on your website. It can be your contact form. A lot of people don't realize that you can embed it in your website. You can embed it in an email. You can embed it all over the place, right? Um, just don't get a tattoo of it. That's a bad what joke. What is that? And but, but, Okay, so let's talk about what's the benefit of using Microsoft Forms on your website. 
Well, you know what? Uh, here's the benefit. It's going into your Microsoft Teams in a place that's designated specifically for those incoming leads rather than someone's email or some third or party website. accidentally deleted. Um, it goes to a shared mailbox and somebody thinks somebody else is looking at it. You got it. You got it. Now, I'll admit, you know, it might not be the sexiest in the world. Yeah, but, you, you know. know what? I mean, we're not talking about, we're not talking about forms as being a replacement for a dedicated system, just like with client intake. Yeah. If you've got a dedicated client intake process through a case management system, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to say, well, we're not going to use that. We're just going to use forms instead. Yeah. Just like if you have an inbound marketing platform with all these highly sophisticated, you know, lead capture stuff, you wouldn't use forms for that. The idea here is that, even with if you don't have one of these dedicated systems, you can emulate some of those core features with stuff you already own. If you yeah. have Microsoft yep. 365, yep. that's and, so and, powerful. And at a much lower expense, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you, Jim, you talked about embedding that on your website, right? But you have to have somebody to embed it into your website, yep. right? Yeah, you do. Um, and and such uh, versus I send somebody a QR code, they scan it, uh, it opens up the form. I don't even have to send them a link. I mean, it, it has that all that functionality built in, right? So I send them a QR code, they scan it, it opens up the the, the form they fill out, they send it, and then I have the information. You got it. Let's, you know what? Let's talk about practice specific forms, right? Couldn't we build something to have have somebody fill something out for bankruptcy? Have something out for personal and fill something out for personal injury after they become I, a client? I, I used forms to capture estate planning client information. Yeah. for a while until I adopted a dedicated estate planning, you know, uh, piece of software. Now I don't do estate planning anymore. I'm talking about, you know, a couple right. years ago. but you know, um, the idea is that because of the customizability, because of the branching logic options that forms, which aren't forms, hard to use either. They're not hard to use. No, it's literally, if you answer this question, go to this question. If you answer this, I'm sorry. If you answer yes, go here. If you answer no, go here. And then all you do is if they answer no, it skips to the end of the next section. It's for the user, for the person. Very simple to use. You're very simple. Mm -hmm. Very simple. Um, so, so you know, we, we've only got a few more minutes, but let me, let's talk about um, these forms. You can create a form, email it through a link, put it on, you send that link. It's a website that make it public. So people can get to it from the public or you can make it private. So only people in house can get it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can make it now, by the way, that people have to put their email address in to fill it out. Okay. So you can require to have some identity, you know, so you know who it is. And if you don't want to go that far, you can just put an email filled in. it. What are some of the things we've got from, uh, from um, types of fields on it? So it's not just text fields, right guys? Yep. You can, there's, I mean, obviously standard ones, text field, dates fields and things like that. You can upload, you can have more, upload files. Um, you can set limit on the number of files they can upload or the, the size of the files they can upload and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, I mean, a lot, you can do uh, bullet, like yes or no type questions, right? Um, uh Choices, I guess, is what it's required called. questions versus non-required yeah. questions. Any, any field can be required or not required. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, we can publish it. What happens when when we don't want anybody to use it anymore? Because we can have one-off forms for like polls and stuff like that. Yep. You know, you can expire them. 
So yeah. it can be expired so no one can add any more content to it. The, the results will still be uh, available to you at any time, but uh, no one can add additional information to it if it's a list or a poll or something like that. Yeah. You know, I um, I do uh, the cybersecurity luncheons. You guys know that. And you've seen me do plenty of them, right? And I'll get a, I'll get a group that has 150 um, that I'm going to go speak for in a luncheon. And they want to know who's going to be when and where because I'll do like two or three of them and I'll give them, I'll send that, I'll create a Microsoft form for the, for the law firm, send it out to them and I'll have, you know, three options for dates they can pick from, you know, and then, um, and, and then, the, you know, they fill it out, and send it back, but I cut it off at a certain point after they're done using it because well, I just don't want them going back to it anymore. And that's nice. Let me, let me add one more very real world use case. Um, Along the lines of the estate planning stuff that I mentioned before, uh, it comes down to being able to share the forms. It's not just sharing the forms mm. to multiple form filler outers, if that's a technical term. Form completer. But also being able to share a form that you've created with other people that they can then send out. So mm-hmm. uh, I've mentioned before that I've, I've, uh, directed a, a, a nonprofit legal clinic through the University of Cincinnati Claremont College, right? And one of the things that we've done in the past is uh, filling out advanced directives for clients at no charge. And one of the things that we did right out of the gate is we created a standardized Microsoft Forms client intake sheet. We created it once, but that form is shared with the entire Microsoft team for my class. And so all of the individual students can go to that form. They can all fill it out. At the same time, they're all able to access it independently in the middle of clinic. They just put in their email address as the person filling it out and all the results get emailed just to them. Plus it's all in the centralized database. So I can go in as the professor and, and review, you know, all that Pretty stuff. Cool. So it's nice because not only can you take a form and send it to a lot of recipients, but you could take a form and give it to your entire team to send it out as needed. Yeah. You don't have to recreate that wheel over and over again. Yep. yep. I mean, when you think about other other applications as well, you know, you want to send out surveys, satisfaction surveys to your clients, you know, see mm-hmm. how things went, right? things like that. Um, you, it can automatic, uh, so you can customize your automatic replies at the end. We can say, I was just saying, thank you. You know, you can, put, um, I'm trying to remember, it, don't they have like rate, don't they have, rating I think there's like a star rating or an MP. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's what I think yeah. they use. As a star yeah. rating. That's, yeah. that's yeah. one of the type fields. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They have a number of them. So listen, forms.office.com, but that's a great URL. More importantly, I think this is a more important URL right here. Go, uh, if you're not a member of our No Law Firm Left Behind group on LinkedIn, how do you guys like that segue, by the way? Is that pretty good? <laughs> if you're not a member of our No Law Firm Left Behind group on LinkedIn, there's our horribly ugly URL because LinkedIn hasn't given us pretty vanity URLs yet for our groups. So uh, if you need to find that, if you if you lose it here, uh, take a picture of it or whatever, but go to LinkedIn and search No Law Firm Left Behind. Do the same thing on YouTube. Subscribe if you found today's session valuable. A uh, whole bunch of other videos there as well. Um, then, then, of course, we have our podcasts. And so if you like to listen to podcasts, you just go to link, link, linktr.ee. So it's linktree.splicenet. 
and uh, and you get a link to all of our podcasts on Pandora, iHeartRadio, so on and so forth. Uh, we're on all the major platforms, and all of our episodes are on there. But if you don't do anything else, go join No Law Firm Left Behind on LinkedIn. It's a fantastic group. We put exclusive information in there for the group. So, guys, thanks a lot for the uh, for the help today. Thank you again, Jim. What's that? I said thanks for having us again. Hey, Dave, plug your uh, CLE. Ah, November 12th, we are having a virtual CLE. It's hosted by the firm that I'm with, uh, Buckingham Doodle and Burroughs. Uh, I'm out of Northeast Ohio. And it's going to cover your professionalism uh, credits. And so everybody needs those. Um, my session is going to be covering the anatomy of a security assessment. So these are becoming more and more common. And we're going to go over what a typical security assessment looks like when you receive one and sort of what they're looking for, just at a very high level. So it's going to be really good. Great way to get some ethics from your own, you know, living room and coming that time of year. Totally free. Totally free. So it's coming up that time of the year. Dave, will you promise us right now that you'll put a link in the chat on all of our chats? On all of our chat. to get on the chat of the of this live stream so that people can find it easily. Find I in, we're not going to end this chat until you typed one in the chat for everyone. Okay, you I got know. it handy. Yeah, hang on. Dave's always got the stuff ready. Back to Microsoft Forms while we're delaying, Vinny. Right? You know, <laughs> remember Michael Myers coffee coffee talk? You know, talk I'm a little foot clump talking amongst yourself. <laughs> So Dave's going to put a link in the chat for everyone so that you can yeah. find information on Silly. We definitely want you to take a look at that. Dave is a brilliant mind when it comes to uh, data breaches and how to uh, how to handle them. One, um, in addition to that, how to prepare for them well before. So, um, guys, I think next week I'd like to talk about another technology topic. We were talking about legal technology next week. And, um, and I think we were going to talk about net documents. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And so we've got uh, we've got a number of customers that are using net documents or switching to net documents. And I think it would be a great time to kind of go into the who, what, when, where, and why. Right. Documents. So I've got and if you don't- link. Just paste it in our chat, Dave, in our private chat, and I'll go ahead and paste it okay, in mine great. as well. I was going to say, it doesn't look like I have the ability to. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it from here, everyone. So go ahead and say what you're saying. That's, the, that's the webinar registration link right there. Got it. Vinny, what were you going to say about the webinar? Yes, just for next week, if you don't know what NetDocs is or what it does, it's a document management system that's based in the cloud. Um, and uh, just uh, you know, just a quick little quick little snippet there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't have a DMS, it's it's higher level than a OneDrive SharePoint. It's comparable to a a uh, World Docs or an iManage on premise, and it's on steroids. It's fantastic. We love it. So, guys, thanks a lot for the topic. Dave, thanks a lot for plugging in the CLE. Yep. We'll talk next week, everyone. Take care. Sounds great. Have a great week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.